the poor blonde. Choose your favorite beverage, get ready for some real talk, no sugar coating or sparing feelings here, real and raw. This is Wendy, the poor blonde. Welcome, welcome. This is your poor blonde Wendy. Happy 4th of July weekend. I hope that you are doing some celebrating. Maybe that includes hamburgers and hot dogs, um, friends, family. Um, just keep in mind why we celebrate the 4th. Um, I went out and with some friends last night, or we went out with some friends last night. Um, and so this episode is dropping a day later than normal, um, but expect next week to drop on its regular Saturday. Uh, so this morning, I am drinking a big glass of milk. Yeah, milk in a wine glass to be bougie. <laughs> So, um, today's episode is a little bit, uh, how, how would you say, um, how about this? I need to have a disclosure. I am not a doctor or a therapist. This is about my personal experiences. This episode may trigger some people, so I need you to be aware if it triggers you, turn it off and move on. Um, this is adult content. Um, so I'm just putting it out there as a little bit of a warning. Um, so with that being said, um, we've all heard about mental health. You know, you may have it yourself. You may know a friend, a family, a member who suffers from mental health. And there are many, many diagnoses out there. Um, I'm not here to diagnose anyone. I am just here to share about my, um, my mental health issues that I have and things that I have learned over the years. Um, and to actually what may have caused and when it had caused. Um, so, glass of milk. So, this is to help. This episode is um, to make aware. And so with that. So, um, I actually suffer with anxiety and a little bit of depression. Um, I have sought medical attention, um, in the last, about 10 years ago, I guess, is when I finally, uh, sought medical attention. So that would have put me about 40. So I went many, many, many years not understanding what it was that, uh, was going on and trying to figure out what I had or didn't have or how in depth it was. Um, so for me, I, I think that I went just way too long and um, I could have had some resolute decades prior 
um, if I had spoke about it, um, if I had expressed what I was going through um, to those around me, but I suffered quietly. And um, it's just something that I think a lot of people do. I know that mental health is huge um, in our society. Um, so I think that there are people who definitely raise their hand and they know that there's something wrong and they want to seek help. Um, and then there's those that suffer quietly like I did for many, many years. Um, I can actually tell you um, the exact time that anxiety crept into my life. Of course, it wasn't till I became an adult um, looking back on my life and realizing that when... Um, but I was about eight or nine and I was staying with, um, my now ex-step-parents, grandparents, excuse me, home and more to come about exes and steps in another episode. <laughs> um, so it was supposed to be a little bit of time with the grandparents, you know, you, you have those of you that have children, you know, you go and see grandma and grandpa and grandma and grandpa are going to go camping or, you know, they've got a beach home or, you know, the parents just need some time. So they drop the kids off to grandma and grandpa's house. So, I mean, that's nothing, right? That's nothing abnormal. Um, but honestly, this was, if I can recall the first time that I had been dropped off, um, with my grandparents. And, um, I believe that it was a summer vacation and I believe that it was about a week. Um, I could be mistaking. Um, it's been a long time, but I definitely know where I was at for a period of time. So during this time, my mom would call and check in. And, um, I remember being on the phone just in tears and feeling like I couldn't breathe and feeling my throat tightening, um, like unable to swallow, but I'm crying, right? And I'm talking and, and she's talking. And so she's saying, you know, really, um, your throat isn't closing because if it was, you wouldn't be able to talk or cry, right? And so for me, um, this 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 would happen for me quite often during that time um that I was spending with the grandparents and it only seemed to be um when I was not being active mentally so i remember you know walking on the mountainside walking you know um the railroad tracks um hanging out with cousins, aunts, going into town. And I don't recall ever having those anxiety attacks. Um, now I know what they are. But those anxiety attacks, um, and I do believe it was because I was keeping my mind busy. And um, it wasn't until I was back at, you know, the grandparents' home and the phone calls from my mother that this feeling of this tightening around my throat. Um, so as the years um, passed, there were countless times feeling like this. That just for me was that pivotal moment knowing that 
this is what that was, but not knowing what that was until much older. I'm telling you, I'm feeling really bougie drinking my milk out of a wine glass. I don't know. If you haven't done it, you probably need to. Or juice. Whichever. So, having this feeling, um, not understanding what's going on, certain situations would bring this feeling up. And I was just unable to put into words um, what was going on, except for it was tight and I couldn't breathe in my mind. I couldn't breathe. And what I've learned is this does not go away. Um, it, it does not go away. And it interferes with my daily functions to this day. Um, something else that happens to me are heart palpitations. And for those of you who've never experienced it, um, I'm, I'm grateful that you don't. Um, but I've learned that anxiety has, sets the body's fight or flight response. And they come into play as heart palpitations for me. And they are brutal. Um, sometimes I feel like I have to take multiple deep breaths to get my heart pumping normally. And I know that might sound really peculiar if you've never experienced the fluttering of your heart so fast that you can't catch your breath. And I'm not saying like when you go for a run and you're breathing, I'm not saying that type of controlled breathing and your heart's pounding, you know, you look at your, you look at your Apple watch, you know, or your, um, whatever watch you have that states, you know, how fast your heart is beating and, you know, etc. That's not what I'm saying. This is literal fluttering. Um, maybe, maybe think of it like, um, a hummingbird. Your heart is feeling like it's palpitating so quickly like the wings of a hummingbird and the only way to feel like you can get your heart back to feeling normal is serious deep breaths and for me um they are terrifying uh, they're terrifying they take my breath away and it's scary to have these unexplainable things happen to my body and sometimes with no explanation. You know, I could be sitting on the couch and my heart flutters. I could be in the car and my heart flutters. Now, am I thinking of something? I could be. Right now, I couldn't pinpoint what maybe I was thinking that would have maybe caused it or um, seeing something, you know, whatever it is. I, I don't have a set time that says, okay, well, at this time, this happens. It's not like that. I could be legit on the couch watching TV and all of a sudden my heart is fluttering to the point where I am having to catch my breath. So... Between the throat tightening and the 
heart palpitations. Um, I have suffered many, many years with no explanation. Scared to say anything to anyone. Not sure how people would have taken it. Um, I know that there are people that um, do not believe in certain mental health. And um, I don't know if that was it for me. I, 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 I wish that I could put and pinpoint um, why I didn't, but uh, I, I didn't. And I'm hoping that with um, this episode that maybe those who have um, have a little bit more understanding that it's okay and that our bodies are going to respond in different, many different ways. Um, and I'll get into that um, in a little bit. So for me, the last few years, my anxiety has reared its head um, just by going to the store. I know, just going to the grocery store, right? I mean, how many times in you know 50 years have I gone to a grocery store? Mm, countless? <laughs> Definitely countless. And in the last um, few years, going by myself has brought up my anxiety. So yesterday, I needed to go to Target. And uh, nothing wrong, had no issues driving to Target, parked in the parking lot. And bam, I felt my tight, my throat tightening. How many times have I gone to Target by myself and my throat never tightened? The last few years I'm finding going by myself. I don't know if it's because of the, of where I live, um, that something's changed. I, I, I can't even pinpoint that, but uh, more often than not, when I do go to the grocery store, go to Target by myself, um, I do feel anxious. Um, yesterday, I felt so anxious that I actually um, had to take half of a Xanax. And um, there's been a few other times where I've had to um, <laughs> take... My Xanax, um, which is an anxiety um, medication for those that don't know, um, to feel like I could even just get through. You know, there's times where I would call my mom while I was shopping. I would call my daughter when I was shopping just to keep my mind occupied. Um, I, I don't know if it's because the stores, the layout of the stores are different here um, than where I'm from. I don't know if the stores are bigger, there's more people. I can't put a, a finger on exactly what it is. And again, it's not every time I go by myself to a store. So there again, where does that feeling of anxiety, of a panic attack come into play? I, I don't know. I mean, going to the grocery store for God's sakes, right? I don't know. 
So I took a Xanax, half a Xanax before I walked in. I sat there. Oh, I just have to say rude, but now thank you. Because <laughs> sometimes you can't control what goes on the, on the outside of your home. Um, anyways, car horn for like a second. Um, so I put in my AirPods. Yes, I do bring my AirPods with me now um, as well. And I only put one in just so I can listen to a, another podcast while I get my shopping done. And that seems to have um, helped. Um, another thing that can happen for me for anxiety, not a thing, but for anxiety is I have IBS. Um, those of you that don't know, irritable bowel syndrome, um, they now put it on TV for commercials. Um, so if you don't know what it is, go through a commercial, it'll explain it. Um, but mine is because of the fear of not being around a public restroom and that can bring on anxiety. You know, it's, it's things that I've had to learn over the years to know that, okay, if I'm put in this situation, this could occur. If I can't find a, if I don't know where a public restroom is, it can put me into a fear. Um, even the last time that I was on a plane, um, is the line going to be too long and my stomach is going to cause me issues and I'm not going to get into the restroom fast enough. Uh, when I travel, um, because of the places that I know that I travel to more often than not, I know where I can, you know, pull off to use the restroom. But that brings on anxiety. It brings on this panic that, again, um, my body just for whatever reason wants to affect me in a way that um it's is tough and I guess now it's good that I have pinpointed um such as trying to find a public restroom or in hopes that you know when I go to a store that the public restroom um isn't being cleaned you know there's that that I sometimes have issues with so there can be many triggers to anxiety and the fight the the fight or flight response of the heart palpitations so depression wasn't even on my radar like i've not thought about depression over the years um you know people talk about depression and and how it affects them and in comparison for me there's no comparison for me, um, it has crept into my life the older I've gotten, you know, feeling sad or uninterested, um, crying, you know, for just like, for no reason, um, my outbursts and, you know, just wanting to lay in bed, not getting up and getting motivated. Um, I never really thought that as depression. I just thought that that was just, you know, me, you know, getting ready to, you know, go through, um, 
you know, like before my period, like my hormones are changing, right? Well, your hormones don't change, <laughs> you know, um, all that much and all that often. Um, but I did have to kind of put things into check for myself and say, okay, maybe I suffer a little bit, um, but not like people I know personally. Um, but these two can go hand in hand, anxiety and depression. So again, like I said earlier, it wasn't until um, I was 40-ish that I reached out to my medical doctor and I just kind of laid everything out and um, this is what I think, this is what I feel, this is what happens, etc. And then I was put on a um, an anxiety medication, which also helps with depression. Um, and then I was given um, a prescription for Xanax to take as needed, which I do. Um, I'm not saying that medication would work for everyone. Um, there's uh, homeopathic um, out there. There's natural um, medications. So I guess it would really be a medication if it's natural. Maybe. I don't know. That's out of my wheelhouse. But there are natural um, things that are out there that I'm sure that people take as opposed to taking something that's pharmaceutical. But um, this medication I know has helped me. Um, but it's not a cure-all. Because if it was a cure-all, I wouldn't have needed to take a half a Xanax yesterday before going into Target. Um so keep in mind as you're listening and as maybe you're taking notes for yourself or maybe you're kind of going down a list for yourself that anxiety and depression can be genetic. Yes, you heard me right. Keep that in mind. Um, I recommend talking with your family members and finding out if they suffer and what maybe they do in their daily lives to get through. Um, you know, I would have never thought that something like this um, could be hereditary. Never. I mean, you think of many things that can be hereditary that we go through in our lives. Um, but not, not mental health. And uh, sure as all get out, it very well can be. So I recommend um, talking to your children if you have them. Um, I recommend talking to parents, um, siblings, because you never know if they are going through the same thing that you are and they just haven't talked to you about it, not for any reason, except maybe this is just very private for them. And maybe they are suffering and they're just going to keep it private because not everybody wants to talk about um, mental health. So um, you are not alone. And anxiety and depression is real. So if you've heard people say, oh, it's just in your mind. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Um, hello. <laughs> it's, 
It is in your mind, but it is real. And I believe that people are suffering like I did for so many years, afraid to talk about it and afraid to find out what I had going on. If this was, you know, if I was losing my damn mind, um, because that's just how I felt and having these things happen to my body. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's sad to be alone fighting through something like this and, um, you don't want to say anything because you don't know if you're going to be believed. So I'm not sharing my personal battles um, because I'm looking for sympathy or attention. Let's be clear. And I'm not sharing, or I'm sorry, I am sharing because I don't want someone who is suffering to feel that alone anymore and to feel like they have to fight through whatever their body is going through alone but you have to be your own advocate you can't get the help if you the help you need if you don't speak up i know that Feeling afraid um, sometimes weighs heavier than being an advocate for yourself. But do what you can. If you don't want to talk to a family member and just kind of get their opinion on things or friends, um, nowadays there are many helplines and chat lines available. All you need to do is Google and you will find some. Um, Contact your physician to get scheduled and write down what your body goes through. And that may be an easier segue to the conversation with your physician instead of sitting there in front of them and they're staring at you and you're like, okay, well, I had all this in my mind and I've forgotten it all or you're afraid, you know, you can always pass that piece of paper to your physician and they will be able to assist you in whatever um, medical means that they can to be able to help you. So some signs of anxiety, I just want to um, put it out there for you because these are things that I didn't talk about per se. There's a few that I have, but um, these are other things that I go through. And um, again, you may not, or you may have three of the five, you may have all of them, you know, but just know that when I explain about um, the tightening of my throat and the heart palpitations, those are my primaries. Um, But you know, angry outbursts is one. Oh, kind of crazy. <laughs> but angry outbursts is also a sign of anxiety, having headaches, um, migraines. Now, I am a migraine sufferer. Mine was diagnosed when I was 27 um, after I had my daughter. 
Um, mine's hormone based, but anxiety can bring on migraines. Sleep problems. I have insomnia and the fear of not getting to sleep, the fear of getting to sleep and waking up in the middle of the night, not getting back to sleep. Um, that brings on an anxiety that is, that is classic for me. Um, so what do I do? I take sleep medicine. (laughs) So, you know, you're just trying to fight your way through things and get through things. And you just never think about what this could cause and how much, um, anxiety can affect your life. And I did state the heart palpitations, um, but I'm stating it again. And having a sense of impending danger or a panic. I know for some of you, you may be thinking, what? Having this fear of something happening. So I am also a hypochondriac. Um, So again, that plays into this impending doom. Um, which also, again, brings on the anxiety. So I'm hoping that you were able to get through and to listen, um, maybe have some takeaways from this episode, maybe having um, a clearer understanding of maybe what you're going through something that maybe you didn't realize that you were going through and never put two and two together. Um, But I am a firm believer of talking to those who know more about symptoms of health issues and getting them um, resolved to the best of their ability. And that's why I always will recommend anyone to either find a primary care or contact um, a chat line or contact someone on the phone if you are um, in a in a dire situation. Um, they're out there, like I said, you can Google it. So for now, my poor family, um, keep pouring. Um, until next week, stay safe and know that you are not alone. Please subscribe and leave a rating or review. Email at the poor blonde, that's P O U R, the poor blonde at gmail.com, and can continue our conversation.